This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Mendeco. Talk to your Mendeco dealer or visit Mendeco.com to learn more about Mendeco land rollers and tillage equipment. Make yourself at home. Here's what we got going on today. Economic development Regina looked into the scope and impact agriculture has on Saskatchewan. The latest on the possible merger between Viterra and Bungie and Farm Credit Canada offering support for the hog sector. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Municipal Hail Insurance, farmers insuring farmers. See municipalhail.ca. A report from Economic Development Regina says Saskatchewan farmers will invest $11 billion on seeding this season, The average investment for canola is $5 billion, spring wheat $3.3 billion, and lentils is $922 million. President and CEO of Economic Development Regina Chris Lane says the reason they put the report together was to get a sense of how much of an economic driver agriculture is to the province. I think everybody knows who has spent some time around here that farming is a pretty big deal, but really to what extent? And how big of a deal is it? And so we uh, we thought it was a good time to look at spring seeding specifically. And um, by the time you add up all of the costs of putting the crop in the ground for one single year, it's about $11 billion. And it's amazing that that happens every single year. And the other part of this report is is almost what it doesn't cover. And that's the spring seeding is really only the start of the agriculture cycle. So if $11 billion is the investment of putting the crop in the ground, we haven't even talked about what happens when it comes off the crop too. So the scale and scope has been uh, really illuminating to understand how big of a deal this is to the local economy. Numbers from the 2021 Census on Agriculture by Statistics Canada show farms around the Greater Regina area generated $1.3 billion of revenue and costs around $923 million. Lane says thousands of people in Regina are employed by the ag industry. While the report looks specifically at uh, primary agriculture, um, you know, we, we took a look at the kind of industries that support primary agriculture. And most of those in Saskatchewan are centered right here in Regina. So that's everything from uh, equipment manufacturing, equipment sales, uh, financing, insurance, any number of, of industries related to processing, grain handling, all of the things that are needed to support a global agriculture industry uh, are centered here in Regina. So, you know, we like to say that if, if you live in Regina and you're not directly involved in agriculture, well, you probably know someone who is. And so the degrees of separation between a healthy agriculture sector and prosperity in Regina uh, are not very many. Lane says the cost of diesel fuel to put canola, spring wheat and lentils is high. This year, the cost of fuel for canola and wheat seeding is estimated to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars, while the cost of fuel for putting lentils in the ground is around $94 million. So it's a massive input cost, and I think you know, the global energy picture has a, a big impact on, on what agriculture looks like 
not only in Saskatchewan, but around the world. It, it really does start a conversation around, um, you know, are there other options? Are there other fuel sources that are an opportunity for us uh, here in Saskatchewan as we support the agriculture industry? And that's some of the work that EDR is doing also, is, is looking at um, renewable diesel uh, or alternative forms of energy that, that would be applicable and uh, adoptable on farms. It mentions factors that affect agriculture from weather to high inflation and interest rates to energy pricing and labor shortages. The report also covers the outlook for commodities. Well, I think the data that we've looked at would suggest that maybe coming off of, uh, of a high last year, that there's some softening in commodity prices. Uh, there's a long way to go between putting the crop in the ground and actually selling it. So factors geopolitical stability. We all know about the situation in Ukraine, um, but there's other factors along the way. There's uh, weather and productivity and yield in other parts of the world with our, some of our competitors as Saskatchewan farmers sell into the global market. So um, it's probably a little bit too early to tell what the end game on commodity prices will be, but we know that coming off a high uh, in the last year that things have already started to soften, but we'll have to see what the rest of the year holds. And Lane had this final thought about the report. Really what we were trying to do, and, and hopefully I, this report helps tell that story, is is just how massive of a mega project spring seeding is for Saskatchewan. I think we make some comparisons in the report around um, that may help people get their their head around just how big it is. And we talk a lot about the massive investment in the Janssen potash mine. I think it's the world's biggest mine being constructed here in Saskatchewan. And and spring seeding is the equivalent of doing 1.5 Janssen potash mines every single year. So. You know, we have a, we're blessed to have a diversified economy in Saskatchewan, but it's pretty clear from our data and our analysis that agriculture is, uh, remains a significant part of that economy to the tune of $11 billion just for this part of it alone. The full report can be found on the Economic Development Regina website. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Prairie 6-Inch. For Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6-Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. A proposed merger between Glencore's Viterra and Bungie Limited has the support of two of Canada's largest pension funds, according to a person close to the matter. The source, according to Bloomberg News, noted that the Canada Pension Plan Investment Board and the British Columbia Investment Management Corporation are willing to swap their combined 49.98% stake in Viterra for investments in the merged entity. If the merger goes through, it would create a $25 billion agricultural trading giant. It's not the first time Bungie has been through a similar process as in 2017. Glencore approached Bungie about a friendly takeover, but no deal was made. Artificial intelligence could help farmers grow a more valuable food product that consumers want. AgVisor Pro hosted a webinar yesterday called Connecting the Consumer to Agriculture. The average Canadian does not have a firm concept about how crops are grown on modern farms, and even more changes are on the way in the not-so-distant future. Sylvain Charlebois is the Senior Director of Agri-Food Analytics at Dalhousie University. Consumers, when they think about food, they think about their grocery store and grocery stores, grocers, and I tell them that grocers aren't necessarily, they're aren't necessarily fond of new technologies. Grocery stores have 
barely innovate in the last 30 years. And that's what consumers know. They have no idea what's going on at FarmGate. And so that connection is, yes, we talk about it in echo chambers. But uh, other than that, I'm not sure the message is reaching consumers at this point. Terry Eberhardt, the Chief Officer of Future Growth at Eberhardt Farms based in the Langenberg area, says connecting with the consumer is challenging. There's no other industry or area where we worry more about the next generation, worry more about the health of the land and improving it, right? And and sometimes I get a little worked up when there's a lot of false information out there. I agree all these different streams are great and the more the better if, if that's what people want. We do need to be conscious of what the consumer wants. And I've always felt that in conventional agriculture, in a sense, we are using a lot of technology and innovation and things to be sustainable and more efficient. None of us want to spend any more money on chemical or fertilizer than we need to. It's a cost that affects our margins. Aberhart is excited about AI technology that will allow green-on-green sense and spray. Green on green sense and spray is new technology where we can go across the field with drones or cameras and utilize AI to identify the difference between a weed and a crop. So they're both green and growing, right? And so that's what's called green on green. So we can now have the technology to identify the difference between a weed and crop and target only the weeds and not the crop with our chemical or spray applications. Aberhart says this will result in the production of pristine ingredients, which will give consumers a product grown with much less herbicide and boost the bottom line for growers. Selling real estate, industrial, farming, heavy trucks, transport, or recreational items? Team Auctions has 50-plus years of experience and over 6,000 auctions sold. Consign now for our upcoming equipment consignment auction in Regina, running June 3rd to 6th. Also in Team Auctions sales lineup, May 27th, Tabor Equipment Consignment Auction featuring a wide selection of farm and heavy equipment. June 3rd, Equipment Consignment Auction for NBI feedlots in Lamont. Selling construction equipment, heavy trucks, and more. Visit TeamAuctions.com for more info. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. Now today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94, brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Pulse growers in Manitoba are waiting for one thing, rain. So far in May, growing areas of the province have not seen any significant precipitation. That's according to Dennis Lang, Industry Development Specialist for Pulse Crops with Manitoba Agriculture. He says dry beans are the last pulse crop farmers have been planting in Manitoba, and they're about 75% complete as of yesterday. As for field peas, he says planting is pretty much finished for this year, and they got off to a good start. Planted area estimates from Statistics Canada put field peas for the province at 185,300 acres, compared to 188,600 in 2022-23. He notes planted dry bean acres are expected to shrink to 115,800 from last year's 125,400. Workers with agriculture experience will receive priority as part of a new category-based selection process for Canada's flagship economic immigration system. Sean Fraser, Minister of Immigration, Refugees and Citizenship, 
has announced the launch of category-based selection and priority categories for the express entry system in 2023. As part of the program, invitations can be sent to prospective permanent residents with specific skills, training, or language ability in a number of areas. They include a strong French language proficiency or work experience in the following fields, healthcare, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics professions, trades such as carpenters, plumbers, and contractors, transport, and agriculture and agri-food. The first category-based invitations to apply for permanent residency are expected to be sent this summer. The criteria under the agriculture area includes having at least six months of work experience in the last three years. Specific occupations that are eligible include agricultural service contractors, farm supervisors, horticulture workers, and butchers. Ontario has backed off a housing proposal that farmers say would have had a catastrophic impact on farmland and livestock operations. Municipal Affairs and Housing Minister Steve Clark proposed a series of regulations along with a bill that would allow for more housing to be built beyond urban boundaries and in rural areas. But farmers expressed concerns about a proposed move to allow up to three new lots on parcels of farmland saying it would hamper growth of livestock farming, fragment the agricultural land base, and risk inflating farmland prices, shutting out prospective new farmers. More than a dozen groups, including the National Farmers Union of Ontario, the Ontario Federation of Agriculture, the Beef Farmers of Ontario, and the Dairy Farmers of Ontario issued a joint letter urging the government to abandon the proposal. University of Alberta researchers say lawns, backyards, and roofs could be used to produce both solar power and fresh vegetables. Guillermo Hernandez, a soil scientist, and Camila Quiroz, a research intern from Peru, are looking into growing crops under solar panels to improve the use of space in cities and farms. Crop harvesting under solar panels is called agrivoltaics, a relatively new concept to improve land use efficiency by producing energy and food in the same spot. In a 25-day experiment, Hernandez and Quiroz grew batches of spinach under three systems, thick solar panels, thin solar panels, and without solar panels. The researchers used simulated sunlight in a small room at the university during the Alberta winter. Quiroz, who is studying energy engineering in Peru, says there weren't any significant differences in taste or nutrition between the spinach grown under solar panels and the batch grown under simulated sunlight. Cannabis company Canopy Growth Corporation has signed a deal with Indiva Limited for the exclusive rights and interests to manufacture, distribute, and sell WANA branded edible products in Canada. The company's also signed a contract manufacturing agreement that grants Indiva the exclusive right to manufacture and supply WANA branded products in Canada for five years with the ability to renew for an additional five-year term upon mutual agreement. Under the deal, Canopy Growth will buy about 37.2 million Indiva shares for a purchase price of $5.79 per share for a total of nearly $2.2 million dollars giving it a 19.99% stake in Indiva. 
And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your agri-weather forecast on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary. Or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, sunshine, then partly cloudy, and a 60% chance of showers this afternoon, risk of a thunderstorm as well. Winds from the southeast at 20 kilometers an hour, high of 28 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm early this evening. Winds from the southeast again at 20 kilometers an hour, below 15 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy with a 60% chance of showers and a risk of a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Winds staying in the southeast at 30, gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, high of 27, the low 16. Friday, sunshine, high of 28 degrees. Then Friday night, cloudy periods with a 60% chance of showers, the low 18. Saturday, sunny, high of 30, the low 18. Sunday, sunshine, high of 30 degrees again, the low 16. Monday, partly cloudy, a little warmer, 31 degrees as the high, the low 16. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of 30 degrees. Normal highs are 22, normal low 7. Sun rose at 4.53 this morning and the sun will set at 9 o'clock tonight. Around the province in Estevan and Yorkton, 26 degrees. Saskatoon and Weyburn, 28. Swift Current, 27. The hot spot in the province is a tie between Outlook and Kindersley at 29 degrees. Cold spot is in Collins Bay at 7. In Regina, partly cloudy. Winds from the east-southeast at 13 to 27 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 39%. Temperature is at 29 degrees, that's 83 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure is at 100.9 and falling. In Moose Jaw, mostly cloudy, south-southeast wind at 13, temperature 27 degrees. Again in Regina, partly cloudy, east-southeast wind at 13 to 27, temperature 29 degrees. Back in a moment. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. Manitoba Agriculture has issued its first crop pest update of the year. Provincial entomologist Dr. John Gavlowski says flea beetles have already emerged in many parts of Manitoba. They've been out for a while, actually. The striped flea beetles normally start coming out late April, early May. Over the last uh, week or so, we've been noticing more of the crucifer flea beetles as well. In fact, uh, some areas, they're actually becoming more the dominant species, such as in the Carmen area here. Some of the fields you can see a lot of the crucifer flea beetles now so they're certainly out and it's just one of these things that growers have to watch for as their canola is coming up i usually recommend you should be able to get about three weeks of control from your seed treatment and that's from the day of seeding after that uh, if the plants are not yet at the at least three to four leaf stage then you need to be scouting very carefully if you need to be doing foliar sprays or not He notes that some grasshoppers have also been spotted. 
there are grasshoppers out and our pest species should be just starting to hatch out now. We can usually somewhat predict their hatch based on something called degree day development, which um, a good way to um, relate it is the amount of heat units that it takes to get the grasshopper eggs turning into nymphs is roughly the same as it takes for the lilacs to start blooming. So uh, just as a general rough uh, guideline, usually once the lilacs are starting to, to flower, uh, the grasshoppers are starting to come out, the, the pest species of grasshoppers. So uh, I noticed the lilacs starting to bloom over the weekend here. Grasshoppers should be starting to come out. Now, one thing, just as a side note, there are some non-pest species of grasshoppers, which there are a lot of, that will be out earlier than our pest species. And uh, the, over the last couple of weeks, we've been seeing some of them um, are some of the areas that we've been scouting in the Carmen area. And there's some species that overwinter as partially grown grasshoppers, so they're already large nymphs. And uh, some of those are actually even adults now. They go through their development really early. So if you see anything that is an adult grasshopper right now or uh, makes noise when it flies, it's probably not a pest species. Dr. Gavlosky notes they've had reports of aster leafhoppers in some parts of southwestern Manitoba. So, yeah, we're, kind of, we're following up on that. So, aster leafhopper, uh, tiny little leafhopper, they, they don't overwinter well here, but strong winds can sometimes blow them in. Why they're a nuisance is they vector a disease called aster yellows, which uh, can be quite a problem, especially in the horticulture industry. It uh, does cause canola plants to develop a little bit um, odd where you get these purplish looking bladder shaped pods that don't fill properly. Generally it's not an economical thing in canola but it's very visual uh, the symptoms that it causes and often causes agronomists and and canola growers to be concerned. Again it's usually not highly economical in canola but uh, very visible. So we're just keeping an eye on the populations of the leafhoppers right now. We've been collecting some and we're going to try to figure out what the percent infectivity is. Do they have the organism that will cause the astyellos? Gavlowski says cutworms are also on his radar this spring. I've had the odd cutworm photo sent to me for ID but so far on the cutworm front, levels haven't been too serious in most cases. So I'm hoping that we get off easier on the cutworms this year. We did go through some really bad years a few years ago. Things seem to have peaked about 2020, 2021. And last year, a little bit less with the, the cutworm issues. And this year so far, it hasn't been too bad. So we'll keep our fingers crossed on that one. Dr. John Gavlowski is the provincial entomologist for Manitoba Agriculture. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Ryan Young. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. In Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, arcolabuildingsupplies.com. Farm Credit Canada is extending a helping hand to the hog sector, Vice President of FCC Operations in Ontario, Perry Wilson, says this help is geared towards producers in Ontario, Quebec, and the Atlantic provinces. FCC has, has recognized that the uh, 
that the hog sector in eastern Canada here has been uh, put under some, some pressure as a result of reduced processing capacity, particularly in Quebec, and, and, and also, you know, higher interest rates, higher input costs have had an impact. So as a result of that, uh, we've offered a customer support program to the industry, and that would include uh, payment deferment for uh, six months to a year. He says it's partly due to Ollie Mill closing some hog barns in Quebec, Alberta, and Saskatchewan in w- recent weeks. Wilson was asked if this support for the East will expand into the West. We're keeping close tabs on things as, as they unfold. And, uh, you know, of course, we'll uh, keep an eye on things. And if we feel that it's necessary for us to expand that customer support program to Western Canada, we'll absolutely do so. Each application would be reviewed on a case-by-case basis. Here's the market updates with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola went up just a dollar to 654.62 a metric ton. Number one red spring wheat is down four dollars two cents at three fifty six twenty three. Rest are unchanged. Durham four oh seven eighty. Feed barley three forty five sixty one. Chickpeas ten fifty eight twenty two. Flax five forty one ninety eight. Lentils seven fifty nine fifty. Oats two twenty thirty two. Yellow peas three seventy three sixty six. And feed wheat two sixty eight ninety. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for July is down eight and three quarter cents to seven dollars eighty-four and a quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock eight four two forty five seventy four. Now the livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of May 30th. Our last regular sale was on May 24th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.35 to $1.64. D3 cows sold from $1.10 to $1.35. Counter cows sold from $0.90 to $1. Hefferettes sold from $2 to $2.17. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.45 to $1.65. There weren't enough steers in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. But we did have a few heifers. 650 to 700 pound heifers averaged $2.64 and sold up to $2.92. And 700 to 800 pound heifers averaged $2.52 and sold up to $2.70. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. Now the latest pork prices, they're currently at $197.51 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Statistics Canada says the economy beat expectations and grew at an annualized rate of 3.1% in the first quarter this year. 
Exports and household spending helped spur growth in Q1, but declines in household investment and business investment in machinery and equipment partly weighed on growth. The economy's ongoing resilience will likely spur discussions of a potential rate hike, as the Bank of Canada is expected to make its next interest rate announcement next week. The debt ceiling and budget cuts package is heading toward a crucial House vote. President Joe Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy are working to assemble a coalition of centrist Democrats and Republicans to push it to passage over blowback from conservatives and some progressive dissent. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office says the package reduces deficits by $1.5 trillion over the decade. On the markets, the TSX is down 155 points at 19,583. The Dow is down 187 points to 32,855. Oil is down 85 cents at $68.61 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.50 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.